We did it. We did it. We did it. Woo! (laughs) Yes, that is right, you guys. I am celebrating this week and I want to celebrate with you because without you guys, this would not have happened. I mentioned last week that I was aiming for the 10,000 downloads before we got to a year of my podcast being online. And We have done it. You guys totally showed up. So there has been over 350 downloads in the last week. So I was very close to 10,000 and I was going to be super stoked if I got there by this week, but we are actually at 10.3 thousand already. So I can't believe it. And it's all thanks to you guys. Thank you for helping me get here. I don't like to define myself with numbers and likes and all of that kind of thing, but this would not have happened without you. And to get to 10,000 downloads in less than a year of this podcast being online is really big for somebody that's just a little independent podcaster. So I love you guys. Thank you so much. Let's jump into this week's episode. Welcome to the Nourishing Amy podcast. I'm Amy Rankin. I am an emotional intelligence and life coach, a speaker, a creator, and a wellness chaser. I have created this podcast for you to learn habits, mindset changes, and get really actionable takeaways to find out who you are, what lights you up, how you can love yourself again, and how to live your best life. Give yourself the space to welcome in more self-care and confidence, reduce feelings like overwhelm and stress, and let's find your sparkle again. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 44 of the Nourishing Amy podcast. Thank you for being here with me today. I'm really excited for this episode. This has been a request that was sent through to me by Instagram, uh, on Instagram, sorry. And I was like, oh my God, why haven't I thought of doing that before? Now that I've sat down and done all of my notes, I'm not sure if this is going to have to be split into two podcast episodes because I never realized how many notes I would be able to make on this topic, which is low-tox living. Now, I feel like low-tox and like low-toxic and detoxing and all of that kind of stuff are kind of buzzwords in the industry these days. So the way that I like to look at it is just living a more natural lifestyle. Now, I want to be clear and just make one thing obvious before we get started here. I am in no way perfect at this. There is no way that I live my life 100% non-toxic and that I'm detoxing all the time. Like if you guys follow me on my Instagram, you will see that I enjoy indulging in things like a few wines with the girls or having some ice cream or chocolate of an evening for dessert sometimes. Um, you know, all of those things. And I really do believe everything in moderation. But I also noticed once I actually started writing these things down that there's a lot of things that I do to live as healthy as possible and as natural as possible with regards to just like my daily routines, house cleaning, all of that kind of stuff. And I did also want to talk about the reason why I originally started to get into all of this stuff years ago now and why it's so important to me because I think it's so easy to just read all these different articles and you know hear people talking about going low toxic and all of that kind of stuff but what is the actual reasons behind why people do this now I can't speak for everybody so this is my personal journey with this But I do get asked a lot of questions on Instagram about the reasons why I do what I do or the different recipes I have for different things. And I want to share them with you guys. That's the whole point of this podcast, that you can be learning and taking on board some stuff. If there's anything that feels good for you, go and implement it yourself. Go and give it a go and see what you think. And at the end of the day, living as naturally as possible for me started because I have always had, well, not always, when I say always, from the age of, from what I can remember around 10 or 11, had psoriasis and eczema. Now, as I grew up and going through my hormonal changes and all of that kind of stuff as a teenager, it got quite a bit worse. Now, once I turned, 
well, I was going to say 18, but let's be honest, like 15, 16, um, there was a lot of partying. There was a lot of alcohol. Um, as I got older after that, there was also quite a lot of drugs and, that led my skin to become quite a bit worse. And I never really put two and two together. And it wasn't until I noticed that, um, so I had eczema very badly on the back of my neck and like the tops of my shoulders. And it was so itchy all the time. And I guess this has definitely been an evolution of me leaning into this healthy lifestyle, this mindful lifestyle. And I have not always been a coach. I haven't always been aware of my actions and my behaviors and my feelings and, you know, all of those type of things. And I guess I was just your stereotypical like teenager uh, and like 20 to 28 year old, I guess, until I really started to dive deep into this stuff. But My tipping point was that my eczema was so bad. I was so itchy all the time. And I also have psoriasis. Now, my psoriasis is mainly on my scalp. It's actually at the point these days that I have integrated so many of these things into my lifestyle that really the only places that I have it at the moment is just behind my ears. And some days I'll have flare ups and other days it's pretty good. So I've really been able to work on what I truly believe makes the biggest difference is working out at your core level what the actual cause of these things are in your body because it's all well and good to use essential oils or to go to the doctor and get steroid creams and things like that for skin issues and you know um, different medications for like autoimmune disorders and things like that but at the end of the day All of these things are really just band-aids. They're all just things that we use to mask our symptoms or try and work with our symptoms rather than actually figuring out what is the core of what's going on for me and what's the actual cause that this is happening. So my eczema was so bad that I was actually so self-conscious that I would never wear my hair up um, because my scalp was so itchy. My neck was so itchy that I always had this like red blotchy rash on my neck and my eczema and my scalp was so itchy, but my psoriasis at the time was so flaky that if I would scratch my scalp, this might be TMI for some people, but I need to be real with you guys. That's the whole point of this podcast is that I can be open and vulnerable in the hopes of trying to help other people as well. But it would be so itchy that if I would scratch my scalp and honestly, Like it was at the point that I was working in a corporate role at the time and I would have to go into the bathroom and just like flick my head upside down in the bathroom and scratch for minutes and minutes at a time because it was so like excruciating is the only word that I can give it. It was just like, it was so all consuming, but I was also so embarrassed because, you know, like it's like when people have dandruff and we have this connotation or this idea that like it's bad and we shouldn't have it and we feel really self-conscious and that was definitely me and I ended up going to my doctor because I had been prescribed tar shampoos and things like that I had steroid creams and I found that the steroid creams did work at the start but I noticed that they were starting to not work as well as what they were and I'm very lucky that my doctor is very holistic and he studies quite a lot himself as well. So he's very open to um, different ways of thinking. And I said to him, I just don't feel like this is working and I don't want to be using steroid creams for the rest of my life. And he said, yep, I totally agree. Um, I don't know why I haven't suggested this to you before, but I've been researching and studying and there's a lot of research going into the effects of dairy and gluten and sugar. And so I want to do a celiac test for you. To do that, you have to consume gluten at least three times a day um, so that we can do the celiac test properly and test for that. But I also want you, while you're doing that, you might be a little uncomfortable if you are celiac or if you are gluten intolerant, but you're just going to have to deal with it for two weeks and then we'll do the test. But in the midst of that, I also want you to cut out dairy and I want you to cut out as much processed sugar as what you can. Now, this was, I'm going to say around seven years ago. And let me tell you, the gluten-free industry and the dairy-free industry was not 
what it is today. And I struggled big time. I remember the first shopping trip that I did. So I lived out of home. So I was doing all my own shopping. The first shopping trip that I did, I literally stood in the middle of Coles and cried because pretty much everything that I was purchasing had either gluten or dairy or was quite high in added sugar. And yeah, it was so crazy. So I really struggled but I dealt with it. I got through. And now it's kind of just a way of living for me to the point where I cut out dairy for quite a few years. And now I'm at the point that I have worked to reintroduce and I can have it, um, you know, every now and then maybe say once a week without really having any adverse effects. If I have it more than like, say a few days in a row, I do notice that my skin does start to get itchy again. But hey, you guys have all heard me talk about my um, coconut allergies and all the fallout from my appendicitis. So I'm going to take my wins where I can. And I really love chocolate and I love dairy milk, chocolate and Tim Tams. So anyway, that is the reason why I originally got into all of this natural living and trying to live with reducing as much toxicity as what I could, because I really started to firmly believe that if I was going to be cutting things out like dairy and like gluten and like a lot more processed sugar and starting to eat more naturally, that it was also really important to me to look into how else my body was getting these more toxic or chemical filled um, ingredients and things that were getting absorbed into my body. So even things like body washes that I was using, um, I really had to strip back a lot of the like facial products and things that I was using because I had rosacea at the time and things like that. So I was really, at the end of the day, my aim was to look for the most anti-inflammatory lifestyle that I could. Throughout the years, so over the last seven years, I've really found a lifestyle that works well for me. I've integrated it really well, but I do really want to touch on the fact that this isn't going to happen overnight, you guys. Like you are going to really overwhelm yourself if you try and do this all at once. And I think the only reason why doing my FODMAP diet, which I have spoken about in previous episodes as well, um, the only reason I was able to do that really well and integrate that quite easily was because I was used to the idea of cutting things out of my diet and working with the different like languages and different wording to um, not be making myself feel like I was restricting myself. So I think that's also really important to touch on. But like I said, because I have already spoken about that before, I don't want to go too much into it. Go back and listen to episode four if you are interested in all of this stuff. It's recovering from an IBS or food intolerance flare. Um, I think that will be a really interesting one for you to listen to if you haven't. Um, And I'm not too sure if there's any others. That would be the main one, um, I think. So yes, that's my backstory. That's why this is all important to me. But like I said, I think it's really important to look at um, utilizing these as small changes that you can start to make. Don't take all of this on board and be like, right, I'm cutting out dairy, I'm cutting out gluten, I'm cutting out processed sugar, and I'm doing all of these other things as well. Um, Another episode that you could listen to is episode 20, how do you feel about food? So what um, that one is about is like diet mindset, body image, and the pressure to look better. Um, And yeah, that's another one that's kind of related to all of this kind of stuff. Let's start to get into my daily routines. We'll touch on my daily routines first and just have a look at how that has helped me and the things that I do every single day. So to start off with, first thing I do when I get up in the morning is I tongue scrape. Now, some of you have already mentioned um, when you've replied back to my Instagram stories when I posted this list because I posted this a few weeks uh, last week and everyone was like, oh my God, I love tongue scraping. I do that. Um, So for those of you that don't know, tongue scraping is, it's like a U-shaped little um, tool. You can get it from most of your like health stores, um, like GoVita and stuff like that. You can get them online. Mine is copper. Some people don't like the copper ones. Some people use plastic. Um, There's stainless steel. There's a lot of different types of ones. Um, Anyway, the reason that tongue scraping is said to be very good for things like your digestive system is because as you sleep overnight, uh, we develop 
a layer of like bacteria over our tongue. And what happens then when we wake up, so I'm really one for what my next one is going to be is having a really nice big drink of water to rehydrate when you wake up. And that's something that's really important to me to rehydrate my body. But what happens when you do that is that you are actually swallowing a lot of that bacteria and it's going down into your digestive system. Now, I'm not going to go into all of the digestive issues that I've had. You guys will have heard me talk about all of that stuff, like I said, after my appendix and IBS and all of those things. So the reason that this is important to me is because I want to be doing as many things as I can to look after my digestive system and to try and rebuild my gut bacteria as best as possible and really be encouraging the good bacteria to flourish So by getting rid of some of that bad bacteria that can start to develop overnight, it means there's less chance of that happening, of me swallowing those bacteria and yeah, just creating that good environment and really encouraging that. So if you want to know more about it, there's tons of different podcast episodes that I've heard, a really good one that I listened to. And the reason that I actually got onto this is from The Middle. You guys will have probably heard me talk about The Middle before, but that is with Holly as a party and Jordana Levine. Uh, they did a podcast episode probably mid last year and it was all about tongue scraping and that was one of their recommendations and I think it was actually Holly and Jordana both spoke a lot about why they enjoyed doing that. So if you have digestive issues or if you just don't like the idea of swallowing bacteria, because when I heard that, I was like, oh, that sounds kind of gross, actually. It's kind of addictive. Like if you're a bit of a perfectionist or have like OCD tendencies, I know people don't like to make jokes about that kind of stuff, but let's make this as lighthearted as possible and let's not take life too seriously. I love all of that kind of stuff and it makes me feel very satisfied. So tongue scraping might just be your thing. Um, next thing that I do, that I do, like I said, is I have my Voss bottle. So 800 mils of lemon water. Now, if you're into Ayurveda, so Ayurveda is an ancient Indian or like, uh, Eastern culture. No way. Is that right? Western Eastern. I get confused. It's an, um, Indian, I don't want to say religion, like lifestyle, I guess. Um, it's their really ancient medical practices. So tongue scraping is part of Ayurveda. Uh, So is like rehydrating and drinking water. But in Ayurveda, there's three different doshas or three different body types. And depending on what your doshas are or your body types are, lemon water may be a little too acidic for you first thing in the morning. So I am definitely not an expert. I just read stuff and listen to podcasts and watch YouTube videos. I really can't give you much more advice than that other than going and visiting an Ayurveda practitioner yourself. Um, That was like the worst description that I've actually ever heard of Ayurveda anyway. So I do recommend going and doing your own um, research. But for me at the moment, Lemon water is working well and it's something that I enjoy. If I did find out that it wasn't working with my doshas, that's cool. I would just totally cut the lemon out and still have that 800 mils of water. Another thing that's important to note that I really like to do now, whether this is true or not, I don't know. But again, it's been touched on by Ayurvedic practitioners and acupuncturists that I have spoken with. And they recommend not having cold water first thing in the morning. I did explain this on my Instagram stories a few weeks ago, but the reason being is that if you think of your digestive system like a car, like an old school car, and remember back in the day when people like our parents or grandparents would have to go out and turn the car on and let it sit for like 30 seconds or a minute to like warm up. And then once it was warm, it was ready to go. Imagine your digestive system like that. And what we're actually doing when we're having cold things first thing in the morning, so like acai bowls, cold water, um, cold smoothies, frozen smoothies, all of that kind of stuff. It's like we're dampening our digestive fire. So again, this is part of Ayurveda and things that I've learned, um, whether it works for you or not, or whether it's something you want to incorporate is totally on you. But um, 
the idea behind it is that we, when we dampen our digestive fire, it means that then our digestive system isn't on as much as what it could be. And we're not working through digesting our food as well as what we could be for the rest of that day. But we're also not working, uh, our digestive system isn't working as hard as what it could be to be absorbing the nutrients that we could be as well. And that's probably the most important part for me when I was researching and reading about all of this stuff is that like I said, I want to be doing as best job as what I can be at absorbing as many nutrients and doing as best as what I can for my gut health and my gut bacteria. So if that means that I'm not having freezing cold water in the mornings or iced water and I'm just having room temperature water or something like a lemon and ginger tea or something like that first thing in the morning before I have something like an acai bowl, a cold smoothie, um, a glass of cold water, all of those type of things, then I'm down for doing that. So tongue scraping, lemon water, or just any type of water to rehydrate. And then most of the time, so um, I've been getting into a really good routine of going and moving my body and getting to the gym quite early in the mornings to start my day. And I'm absolutely loving that. And then I will also stop off down at the beach, down the road from me and go for a nice long 45 minute walk as well, and then come back home and start my day. So Definitely movement is part of this natural or less toxic lifestyle. Um, but whenever you decide to do that is up to you. I'm just sharing with you my daily routines. Next thing that I would do then is once I get home, um, I use natural deodorant. So the reason for that is because I don't like the idea of, so our, we have lymph nodes under our arms that are very closely um, connected to obviously our breast tissue. And this is for women and men. Men also have breast tissue as well, pectoral muscles, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so those lymph nodes there are very closely related to that. And there's been a few different studies that they're doing about the link with aluminium and parabens and things like that to breast cancer. Now, look again, whether this is right or wrong, or whether this is a bunch of woo woo, I don't know. Will we ever really be able to say, I'm not sure, but also if I can find a natural deodorant that works for me, that means I'm reducing my toxic load. And what I mean by that is I probably should have touched on this at the very start, but this is the reason why I do all of these things. What your toxic load is, they say that our body over the over time can um, take on board or ingest a certain amount of like toxic things in our lives. And these can be things that we are putting on our skin that we're um, that we are ingesting, like just so many different things. And once we reach our level of like maximum toxic load, that's when we start to have things like autoimmune conditions, like disease or dis-ease in the body, which is where that word comes from, is that our body is not at ease. It's in dis-ease and a state of dis-ease. And um, all of those type of things. So I am quite conscious of my toxic load and I would like to be reducing toxic things in my body wherever possible. Because like I said, I've had psoriasis and eczema ever since I was young. And look, it's in my family. It's hereditary. I don't know. Like I do think for some people, okay, maybe it is uh, brought on by different foods that you're eating. But for others, you know, maybe it's just kind of we've just got to accept that we have it. And by worrying about it and thinking about it every day, it creates more stress um, rather than just accepting it because I really do believe that stress plays, plays such a huge part in our well-being as well. Obviously, I'm a life coach and that's what I work with the majority of my clients on is reducing stress and um, increasing self-care and prioritizing yourself and getting back to feeling like the best version of you. Um, so yes, the natural deodorant is really part of this, that if there's an opportunity for me to be lessening the aluminium and parabens and all of those type of things that are in a lot of our commercial body products, then I'm down for that. Like I said, I'm not perfect, but natural deodorant is something that I feel is important to me so that I can reduce those toxins and those ingredients going into my lymph nodes that are just under my arm. So two that I have found that work 
well for me. And it's funny, I've had this conversation with quite a few other women before because there's quite a few of my friends that use natural deodorant. And it's funny, what works for one of us may not work for another one of us. And I was chatting with my friend Liz from Wild Womb Co, who has done a previous episode with me before. And she was mentioning that a lot of it comes down to the foods that we're consuming in our body constitutions as well as to what will work for us. So say if Liz's diet is different to mine, then another natural deodorant might work really well for her. Or she found, I think she was using one for like a year or so. And then it just kind of all of a sudden stopped working. And she was like, okay, well, I've obviously changed um, some things in my diet, or maybe I've kind of become immune to the ingredients in this one so I can change it up. So in saying that these recommendations may not necessarily work for you. And I really do recommend trying out a few if you find that the first one that you try doesn't work. But the best one that I have found is no pong. So I think I'm not sure. I know they're Australian. I don't know where exactly they originate from, but they do have like a reward system or like a, so you can go on a monthly ordering system. And I think it's like $7.95 or something a month. Um, I was gifted it by a friend and I love it. It's been the best one that I have found so far. There's another one that I really enjoyed and it's from Mecca. The brand is Handy. Um, it's in a really cute, it's like, it looks like a little crystal deodorant and um, it's like a roll on kind of one. Now I do have to say though, it's got bicarb soda, I think is the main ingredient that um, a lot of people will be sensitive to. I obviously have quite sensitive skin. And so I do find that with the handy one, I love the scent of it and it's a natural deodorant, but I do get a bit of a rash sometimes. So I will use the handy one for say like three or four days. And then I'll notice I start to get a little bit of a rash and then I kind of go back to my no pong purely just because I prefer the scent of the handy one. Uh, but the no pong has the one that I have at the moment has no scent. Another one that I've heard is quite good is black chicken. Now, if you are looking to purchase some of these, obviously the handy one I just said is from Mecca, things like Nopong, you can get it from their website, Black Chicken. A lot of um, the things that I'm going to be talking about today, you can get from, let me actually go on and get the website for you. I think it's Nourished Life. Um, they have, oh, it's like a shopping center for natural and non-toxic um everything, literally everything you could think of. That's where I got my tongue scraper from. It's where I have my diva cup for, from, um, okay. Where are we up to? Yeah. I'm we're at 25 minutes already. You guys, I'm really thinking this is going to have to be a two episode, um, topic. Okay. So we've done tongue scraping. We've done lemon water. We've spoken about natural deodorant. Next thing that I do after that. Okay. So while I'm having a shower, I'm using my natural body wash. So there's two different natural body washes that I have at the moment. One is from Young Living. So Young Living is the essential oils brand that I use. If anybody would like to get involved, please send me a message because I can help you with that. And they are amazing. I will be very honest with you. I used to use doTERRA. Um, I started using Young Living because I was recommended it by a friend. I thought, I'll give it a go. I was running low on a few of my doTERRA oils. So I thought, stuff it. I might as well just try a different brand and see if I like it. You guys, I can't even the difference. And I do not want to diss on doTERRA at all because I used them for years. And I think that they're great. But in my personal opinion, and this is just me, Young Living is so amazing. Honestly, if you have any questions and you live on the Central Coast, come and smell the difference between the Young Living uh, lavender and the doTERRA lavender and like literally come over to my house and I'll let you smell the difference. It's crazy. But anyway, um, the body wash that I use is um, from Young Living and it is the Sensation body wash. It's a really, really nice scent. I love it. Another body wash that I use that is very readily available to all of you guys is Dr. Bronner's. So you may have seen Dr. Bronner's or well, kind of everywhere, but most um, pretty much all natural um, shops and things like that will have it. But also I have seen it in David Jones. I saw it somewhere so random yesterday and I was like, whoa, that's crazy that this shop now has Dr. Bronner's as well. So the reason that I like Dr. Bronner's, so it's a Castile soap, so it's very concentrated. So a little lasts a long way. Like, honestly, I need like a little drop and I will be able to wash my whole body. 
but it has so many different uses. I think there's like, I don't know, you can go onto their website and have a look at all the different uses, but you can use it for like washing your dog, washing your body. You can use it um, in your shampoo uh, to wash your hair. You can use it to, as a veggie soak for your vegetables to wash off chemicals and stuff like that. Um, you can use it to wash your clothes. There's so many different um, uses and there's so many different scents. So like if you wanted to mop your floors with it, you can get like the eucalyptus scent and they use natural essential oils to uh, scent or perfume the products. So that's one of my most favorite recommendations. Now at the moment I have, there's one, I think it's like a light blue label and it's like, um, says it's for babies because it has absolutely no scent. The reason I got that one is because I wanted to make a hand soap, like a pump hand soap with that and then mix my own essential oils in. Also our dog has super sensitive skin. So rather than getting one that had essential oils already mixed in, I wanted to get that for him so that I can be using a natural wash on him and he can still be getting clean, but he's not getting the chemicals and things of the different perfumes and scents that other dog washers can use. Um, the other one that I have is peppermint. The reason I got the peppermint one was because they say peppermint oil, peppermint essential oil is very stimulating for hair growth and healthy hair. So I got that one and I love it as a body wash. Peppermint's also really invigorating and uplifting. I think that might even be why they have the saying, put a pep in your step. Um, if you guys have even used like breath mints and things like that or brushing your teeth, how fresh do you feel afterwards? So um, I really enjoy using the peppermint as a body wash if I'm feeling a bit flat. Like if I've got a seminar that I've got to go and be speaking at, I'll wash with my peppermint body wash beforehand just to like wake me up a little bit. But I was also doing a drop or two in my shampoo and using that to like freshen up my hair and just give it a bit of life and vitality as well. Others that I've used, the lavender one smells really nice. That's nice and calming. So I would use that of a nighttime if I was having a shower before bed. I have also used the cherry, I think it's cherry or it might be rose. Anyway, there's a red one, really nice. And there's another one, oh, the sandalwood. It's like the tan color label. That one is amazing. I love that scent. It reminds me of a soap that my grandparents used to have when I was little and it's really beautiful scent. So that is my recommendations. Now we've moved into like the daily routine of being in the shower and all of those type of things. So using natural body wash, using natural deodorant. And then once, so once I'm out of the shower, obviously put the deodorant on after you get out of the shower, but dry body brushing. This is another daily routine that I used to implement years ago. And then I kind of dropped off and forgot about it. And then Liz or Cheeky Coconuts, which some of you might already follow. She's absolutely amazing. Um, she is part of the Thrive Tribe, which is the tribe of young living, amazing humans that I am involved with. Um, Liz is like the absolute queen of low-tox living. She's like, yeah, does so many amazing things and has so many amazing things included in her routines. But I was on a coaching call with her um, like mid last year and she was talking about dry body brushing and I thought, oh my God, I can't believe I don't do that anymore. Like I used to love that. And so I've really started to incorporate that back into my daily routine. And the reason that we were discussing why it's so important to be doing things like this is because we can include self-care into our routines so easily and we just don't do it. We forget about doing it or we're doing it without noticing or recognizing that it's part of our self-care. And I know what life is like, you guys, and we feel like, oh my God, I'm so busy. I don't have enough time. Like there's not enough time for this and that. And like, I'm busy running after the kids or doing overtime at work or commuting and all of these things that it's like, I don't have time for self-care. I get it. But can you be including something like dry body brushing? And be so mindful when you're doing that, that you're doing that because you want to be looking after your body and it's part of your self-care. And honestly, it takes like a minute to do. I like to do it for a few minutes if I've got the time, like if I've got a pretty spacious day. But if I don't, I still make it a priority and I still do it for at least a minute. The reason that I like dry body brushing, so a lot of people say that it reduces things like cellulite and they use it for like that specific Thing. Now, the reason that I don't like 
saying like, oh, use this essential oil because it's going to reduce your cellulite or it's going to do this and this for you is because then you're kind of going into doing that activity with the idea that there's something wrong with you or that you need to change yourself in some way. And I just don't think that that's the right mindset to have. So the reason that I really enjoy dry body brushing is because it is said to stimulate circulation and it is said to stimulate your lymph nodes. So your lymph nodes are what helps to get everything flowing and remove things like toxins and detox your body and all of that kind of stuff. So I think anything that I can be doing to help my body to be improving my circulation to be getting things flowing and happening and especially after I've had a nice warm shower it's something that I really enjoy doing and I do include this as part of my self-care routine now when I'm doing my dry body brushing I have made up a roller of cypress essential oil and grapefruit essential oil the reason that I use both of these oils together when I'm doing my dry body brushing is because these two oils are said to really improve circulation Yes, some people do also say that they will do things like decreasing cellulite and all of that kind of stuff. But like I touched on, I really just like to utilize these as tools to help my body do what it was designed to do in the first place. So I literally just get my roller bottle and I just roll it up my legs, like the side of my legs, the front of my leg and um, the other side of my leg and up the back of my leg. So four different points. And then I get my dry body brush. I start at my feet and it's important to be working your way up towards your heart so that everything that it's getting moving around and improving that circulation is moving up towards your heart and getting everything pumping nicely again for you. So dry body brushing is something that I do as soon as I get out of the shower. Now, while I'm in the shower, I do use two different face washes. Now, Face wash and facial care is something that I use like um, commercially. So what am I trying to say here? They're not necessarily the most natural um, options that I could be using. But like I said, I do believe everything in moderation. So by utilizing my natural living products as much as I can, It means that the toxic load on my body is less and I can pick and choose the things that I want to be using that do have things like different chemicals and stuff like that in them. The reason that I use not 100% non-toxic or not 100% natural products on my face is because I really want to be taking care of my skin in the best way possible and reducing signs of aging and stuff like that. And I, at the moment, believe that there's certain ingredients in the brand that I use that I would really like to be using on my skin. Now, again, that could change. I might be doing some different research. I might find another brand that I really like. At the moment, my gel cleanser is from ASAP or ASAP. Um, I have their sensitive skin range. So I really love their gel cleanser. So I use that. Now, before I use that, I also have a oil cleanser, which I have made myself. So this is my natural product that I use on my face. Now, again, I did kind of drop off on this one for about six months. And after renovating our bathroom, I found it again. And I was like, oh, shit, I haven't used this for ages. I want to start using it again. And honestly, I've noticed a huge difference in my skin. So I do think that Using an oil cleanser for my skin has worked really nicely and helped to reduce some of my redness and just make my skin feel more bouncy and supple, if that's a good way to explain the skin on your face. Um, But I also do think that that has a big part to play with the essential oils that I use in this oil cleanser. So I literally just um, got olive oil. So I did used to use coconut oil for this, but again, I can't use coconut oil anymore. So I utilize olive oil. You can use jojoba oil. That's what I'm going to be remaking it with next time once this one has run out. Now, there's a lot of different oils in this one. So grab a pen and paper if you want to write them down. Now, in my oil cleanser. So the thing that starts to break down and remove the makeup essentially is the oil. Because most makeup is made from oils and has oils in it, when you put more oil on top of it, it starts to break it down. I have been informed by friends of mine and by my beautician that it is important to double cleanse to really make sure that you're getting rid of 
everything that's on your face. Because essentially, if you think about it, when you are using a cleanser and then you get in the shower and you might have a face washer and you wipe your face over with that wet face washer, if you're still getting makeup coming off on that face washer, it means there's still a layer of makeup on your face, right? So I use my oil cleanser. So again, it's my olive oil. And then I have a mixture of tea tree essential oil, chamomile essential oil, oregano, bergamot, rosemary, turmeric, copaiba, geranium, lavender, and frankincense. So all of those oils, I have done quite a bit of research on and found that these oils are said to be fantastic for skin health, for calming, for reducing redness and for reducing inflammation. So they're regenerative properties, essentially. You can do your own research and find out if you want to use those oils yourself um, or just go ahead and make up your own. I can't remember how many drops of each I did, but let's say like five of most of them and then things like lavender frankincense and geranium and copaiba I would have done probably 10 to 15 now this cleanser bottle is pretty big I don't know how many mils is in it but it's like just your general um cleanser size there for you and like I said my gel cleanser is just that ASAP brand and then when I get out of the shower to be for my face serum and my face moisturizer again it's the ASAP brand I use their face serum I also include a drop of frankincense essential oil in with my face serum frankincense they say it's like Botox in a bottle and again like I said I have really noticed a huge difference in my skin since including my essential oils in I don't think there's anything wrong with including some natural products in with your normal facial products that you're using. And I believe that it's only enhancing what I'm already doing anyway. And honestly, over the last few weeks, I've noticed a difference. So um, frankincense in with my face serum. And then I also have a face moisturizer that I use. Again, it's the ASAP brand. And with that, I also do a drop of lavender essential oil for the same properties. Again, um, you know, anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, calming, all of that kind of stuff. So that's my face wash, my face serum, and my moisturizer. Now, I also do have a body moisturizer. I use so many different types of oils on my skin, but really, like, now that I can't use coconut oil, I literally just used to use coconut oil and just use that as my moisturizer. Now, I just use olive oil, jojoba oil, if I've got some hanging around on my face. Um, but that's really it. Um, and also I do include some lavender and geranium, especially like if I've just shaved my legs or really when I've just shaved any part of my body, I like to use frankincense and geranium um, or sorry, lavender and geranium as well, just uh, to be increasing that like inflammatory properties and all anti-inflammatory properties and all of that kind of stuff um, after shaving my legs and those type of things. So then my next thing that I have is my hair care. Um, okay, what am I doing with my hair? I think that we have so many options these days for our hair care. I use the Copaiba and Vanilla shampoo and conditioner from Young Living. Again, fully non-toxic, all of the bad stuff removed. If you don't, aren't a part of Young Living or you're not interested in getting into Young Living, just have a look for a shampoo and a conditioner that has no parabens, no SLS. Like you, you'll see them. They're all. There's so many of them branded with this stuff on the front now. The reason that this is important is because things like sodium lauryl sulfate or SLS is like a derivative from petrol. They use that to remove oil from like driveways and stuff like that. Do you really want to be putting that on your skin? Do you want to be using a petrol derivative on your skin, which is essentially getting then soaked into your bloodstream and getting circulated around your body? That just sounds gross to me. I don't like the idea of that. And if I can be reducing that at all costs, then I am definitely going to be doing that. So um, again, the Copaiba and Vanilla from Young Living. 
If not, look for a natural or organic hair care, flip it over and have a look at the ingredients. It will probably say it on the front because there's been a massive push towards reducing parabens. And it's all of those things that make your shampoo really um, sudsy and foamy. That's the stuff that is getting removed. So for a lot of your a lot of you guys that are using natural products, you'll notice that it's not as foamy. So I actually wash my hair twice. I do a double wash with my cleanser as well as my shampoo. So I cleanse my face twice, wash my hair twice with my shampoo just to get in there and, you know, get everything moving around. Again, like I said earlier, I do use a drop of either Dr. Bronner's peppermint or I've run out of my Dr. Bronner's peppermint at the moment. So I'll just put a drop of peppermint essential oil into my um, shampoo when I'm washing my hair. And I also use Moroccan oil or argan oil once I get out of the shower and I've dried my hair and brushed my hair. I then use just a little like, I don't know, 20 cent piece size of oil to put through my hair and I do a drop of rosemary essential oil in that as well. Again, that's got really nice regenerative properties. It helps your hair to be nice and shiny and smooth and just really helps with that quality of your hair. So that's what I use for my hair care. Um, I've already touched on my body moisturizer. Something else that I utilize for my natural body products is perfume. So I do have a natural perfume that I purchased from Mecca and Mecca actually has quite a few natural perfumes that you can choose from. I also use my essential oils as perfumes. So my two absolute favorites would be Joy from Young Living. That's my absolute fave. It's really nice and floral. I'm just walking through my house to go and grab my natural perfume. So it's probably echoey. Here we go. Um, yeah, so like I said, Joy, really nice and floral, a very feminine scent. It's so beautiful. I love it. So that's my absolute hands down favorite from Young Living for like my everyday perfume. But I also really love their Stress Away blend. So Stress Away has been oh, like a lifesaver for me when I'm doing things like my public speaking. I utilize my stress away and I've actually just popped a roller bottle on top of that. It comes in the uh, premium starter kit. So the premium starter kit with Young Living comes with 11 of their most popular oils. You guys that watch my Instagram stories will have seen me talk about purification and thieves and RC and lavender and lemon and all of that kind of stuff all of those oils come in the starter kit with a diffuser. Like I cannot even, I've used so many diffusers before. I've bought diffusers from Kmart. I have diffusers from Target. I have had doTERRA diffusers before that have broken. Honestly, I cannot speak highly enough of this Young Living diffuser that I have. And my living space is quite open. So the reason that I actually bought the starter kit was because I already had a diffuser that I was using that I didn't particularly like. I didn't think it was doing as best job as what it could be. And I knew that our living area was going to be quite open and it kind of goes into our bedroom as well as going into like our spare rooms, which one of them I have set up as my office. And I wanted to get a diffuser that I knew would be able to do the job of making our whole house smell nice, essentially. Now, our house isn't massive. I do have now another diffuser in our bedroom. So if we're just like going to bed and I want to put some lavender on, I will just put that one in our bedroom. Um, but like I said, the Stress Away comes in the premium starter kit along with those other oils. If you are thinking about getting into oils and you want the absolute best value for your money, it is definitely the way to go. You get an absolutely amazing diffuser that will do such a good job at making your house smell amazing. Plus all of the other things that thieves and purification and things like that do like thieves is so crazy at being able to clean, which I'm going to touch on. Like I said, this episode's going to go for so long. So I'm actually going to split it up into two. I'm going to stop talking in a few minutes because I'm just going to leave this as like my daily routines, the things that I'm doing every single day. And then I am also going to be doing my next episode will be on 
just the other like lifestyle type things, like all of the different types of things that I do with cleaning, um, cleaning the house, cleaning the bathroom, cleaning the carpets, the recipe for my carpet cleaner that some of you guys were messaging me about last week, um, washing liquid, dog wash, plant spray. So plant um, spray for your inside plants for bugs and type, all that type of stuff. So all of the cleaning low-tox stuff and just my recipes for different things, how to create anchors with essential oils and stuff like that will be in my next episode, which will be released next Tuesday, next Tuesday morning. I just don't want to overload you guys with so much stuff because honestly, this episode's going to go for like two and a half hours if I keep going with all of my dot points. Um, so Stress Away has, let me just open it up and tell you what it has in it. It's such a beautiful blend. Um, obviously, like the name says, it's called Stress Away. So it's really nice and relaxing. Sorry about that annoying noise. Um, so we have uh, citrus oil, cedarwood oil, vanilla oil, lavender oil, and balsam copaiba resin. So they are the oils that are in Stress Away. Honestly, it's so beautiful. It's such a nice scent. And like I said, that comes in the premium starter kit. And the premium starter kit also comes with a roller head. So what you can do is just pop off the normal little dropper from the essential oil and put this roller head on. You twist it on with the lid and it pops it on the top. And literally now this is like a little roller bottle with my stress away bottle. It's so good. And what I also do, because um, these oils are so concentrated and so amazing, once it gets to about halfway, which this one is actually now, I refill it back with olive oil um, and just give it a nice shake. And then like, honestly, it is just such good value for money. I cannot even, you guys, I know I talk about it all the time, but seriously, I utilize these oils every single day obviously like i've been talking for nearly 45 minutes just about i'm just opening up to tell you what's in the joy one as well um sorry i know that noise is really weird um yeah i utilize them every single day and it's really interesting when we think about oh you know like it seems like such an investment to be looking at like doing things like incorporating essential oils or living non-toxic and, you know, natural deodorants are more expensive than normal deodorants, or it's more expensive to go and get these different like perfumes or hair shampoo and conditioner and stuff like that. But really when you think about it and take it from me, doctor's appointments are not cheap and doing things like going and getting steroid creams for your band-aid solutions for things that are going wrong with your body or things that are going to go wrong with your body in the future because we've been ingesting these toxins that are now in our society and in our life. Like think about it. If we're going back 50, 60, 80 years we didn't have these huge shopping centers that sold multiple different cleaning products with all of these toxic ingredients in them. And we weren't exposing ourselves to these chemicals daily. Like literally we're ingesting them, we're eating them, we're being exposed to them. They're getting sprayed everywhere. It's just crazy. And so if you can be doing what you can now to be reducing that toxic load, it means that then in the future, your toxic load is less. And that when we are doing things like going shopping or walking through a perfume store or something, that by exposing ourselves to those toxins there, it's not like increasing our toxic load by so much that we feel like shit, essentially. Um, the Joy Essential Oil, I will tell you what is what the ingredients are in here. So we have bergamot, essential oil, ylang-ylang, geranium, lemon, coriander, tangerine, jasmine, Roman chamomile. So on, like I said, it's so beautiful. It's my absolute favorite. I was wearing it on the weekend and all of my friends that I was with were like, oh my God, you smell amazing. What are you wearing? And I was like, it's my essential oils. And I just made a roller bottle with that. It's a really cute roller bottle. Um, and I just mixed it with olive oil. Again, if you've got coconut oil, you can mix it with that. And I just roll it on once or twice a day and it smells amazing. My other perfume that I have is by Rosie Jane. That's the brand. It's from Mecca. The scent is Leila Lou. I think that's how you say it. Leila, Leila Lou. 
it's so nice. It's like pear and something. So fresh. It's amazing. Every time I wear this. So this is like my special going out somewhere perfume that I use. So if I'm like getting ready and going for dinner or something somewhere, I will wear that. And it's so beautiful. So fresh. Really worthwhile looking into non-toxic perfumes because if you're like me, I like to smell nice. Like I don't just want to smell like nothing. I like smelling nice and I like utilizing scent as part of like, you know, I love giving someone a hug that smells good. Like it's just like, oh, like it's so nice and gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling. But I also don't want to be spraying toxic chemicals onto my skin straight directly going into my bloodstream. So utilizing things like natural perfumes or using my essential oils as my perfumes gives me the ability to smell amazing, but also be reducing that toxic load. Um, uh, I already mentioned my diffuser, but I will tell you some of my favorite blends in my diffuser. So at the moment, I am absolutely loving Citrus Bliss. It's a really nice blend of all the different citrusy um, oils. So like, obviously, orange, lemon, grapefruit, all that kind of stuff. But it also has... Um, spearmint in it so it's so nice it's really uplifting um you guys would have seen me talking about rc before on my instagram stories if you follow me i was using that a lot when we were in the midst of the fires and when we had the terrible air quality the reason that rc is really good is because it's very purifying for the air and it help. it's really great for people that have like asthma and breathing troubles and things like that Another one that I use all the time, I have a favorite mix that I make myself. It is lemongrass, ginger, and bergamot. So the reason that I actually started making that was my sister bought me a candle and it was lemongrass and ginger flavor. And I was like, holy shit, this smells so good. I want this in my life all the time. And obviously I have a diffuser. So I was like, I might as well just make the scent myself. So that month I ordered lemongrass. I already had ginger because you'll see in the next episode that I do that ginger is in my hot cacao recipe. Um, and I didn't have any bergamot and bergamot is really beautiful and uplifting as well. So I thought might as well buy the lemongrass and bergamot and put them together with the ginger and I love it. I got so many compliments on it. It's the blend that I used for my workshop back in January. And I had so many people asking where it was from and what scent I was using. And I also had some people, I just ran a relationships communication masterclass on the weekend up in Newcastle. And I had a few people commenting on it there too. And that was in a very big room, like a very open room that we were in. And I still had people commenting saying how nice and fresh it was. So that's another one of my favorites. Um, another favorite blend in my diffuser. Oh, this is like my absolute go-to if I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed, or if I just want to have a really nice, like pamper afternoon, like rainy afternoon or, um, relax during the night is the Relax Blend by Perfect Potion. So you can get Perfect Potion online. There's also quite a few Perfect Potion stores around if you live in like bigger cities. I know there's a few in Sydney. There's one in Bondi Junction and stuff like that. Um, QVB, I think there's one as well. Now, I don't live in any big cities, but there's actually a natural store down the road from me that stocks Perfect Potion. They've got some really beautiful blends and oils. They've got really beautiful room sprays. They have some really nice massage oils as well. Relax is my absolute favorite. My sister got me onto it. And honestly, it is to die for. She also has the room spray, which is really beautiful. And she got me the relax massage oil. And I really love using that. If I feel like I'm a bit overwhelmed after a big day, um, I will utilize that and have a shower of an evening, nice warm shower, and then use that once I get out of the shower and jump into bed and put my diffuser on in our room with some relax. And it's amazing. Honestly, the way that essential oils can change your moods and be creating those feelings of like relaxation or just calmness, or even like like there's so many different oils that you can utilize to be changing the way that you feel. So you might want to feel really uplifted. You might want to feel really happy, really excited, really joyful. Like, and you can do that 
by creating anchors with these oils. I'm going to talk about that more in the next episode, but there's so many different things that I use and different ways that I am changing my routines day to day to adapt with what's going on for me, how I'm feeling, and more importantly, I think about how do I want to feel and how can I be adapting my routine that day to be working towards that because I think we're so disconnected from the way that we want to feel, we kind of just are like, you know, go, go, go again. It's that masculine energy. It's getting everything done, writing out our to-do list and then jumping from one thing to the next to the next. A lot of the time I know like when I was at my masterclass on the weekend, pretty much everyone put their hand up with this when we were talking about this, you know, that feeling of like, I have so many tabs open in my brain. And I think my question, my original question was just like, who feels like they're busy? literally every single person in the room put their hand up, right? So there's so many times during our days and during our weeks that it's just like that feeling of overwhelm or stress or just like general busyness comes up. And you don't have to feel like that all the time, but because it's just our go-to, that's like our new normal is busy. And for a lot of people that comes with overwhelm, that comes with stress, and it can create things like feeling anxious as well. So to come back to how do I want to feel today and how can I choose that more often today and utilizing all of these different things that I've spoken about in this episode to be generating, cultivating, and creating that feeling throughout your days, you guys, it is so empowering. And you have the ability to do all of this stuff too. So take the things that you want from this episode, take what has resonated with you and start to incorporate these things into your days. So I will do a really quick run over if you want to go and grab a pen and paper, make a little bullet point list. So my daily routine for my more natural living lifestyle includes getting up in the morning, tongue scraping, Having my lemon water or rehydrating with a nice room temperature bottle of water, using my natural deodorant, having a shower, using my gel cleanser, but also my oil cleanser with my essential oils. Once I'm out of the shower, dry body brushing with cypress and grapefruit essential oils, utilizing my face serum and my face moisturizer and using a drop of lavender essential oil and frankincense essential oil into my ASAP uh, serum and moisturizer that I have here with me. I have my natural body wash, so Sensation from Young Living or my Dr. Bronner's and I ran you through some of my favorite scents of them. I have my natural hair care, so my Young Living shampoo and conditioner or if you're not utilizing Young Living, you can go and read those ingredients and make sure you are cutting out things like parabens and SLS and using a natural or organic uh, hair care products. And I also utilize a drop of rosemary essential oil in my hair oil. So my Moroccan oil, when I get out of the shower after I've brushed my hair, I have my body moisturizer that I use, which is just a mixture of olive oil or jojoba oil with lavender and geranium. I also like to use frankincense in my body oil after I have shaved my body, my legs and things like that to reduce the inflammation and make my skin nice and smooth. I have my natural perfumes, so my Stress Away essential oil, my Joy essential oil, and also my By Rosie Jane perfume from Mecca. And I have my diffuser that I use with all of my different blends and scents. My favorite ones I did just mention to you guys. Okay, that's a lot. And I know there's a lot of talking about me in this episode. I don't necessarily like talking about myself. I like you guys to be thinking about how what I talk about relates to you. Obviously, most of the time, I'm the only one doing the talking in these episodes. But when I am recording my episodes, I like to make them relatable to you, which is why I generally have questions like, how does that make you feel? What comes up for you when you're thinking about this? What's been going on in your life that this relates to? This low-tox living, I kind of can't really do that 
So I do understand that I have been talking about myself a lot in this episode. And and again, with the next episode, it will probably be the same. Um, But that's not the path that I want to be going down. Never fear. I just hope that you guys can get some different ideas of ways that you can be living a more natural lifestyle and be supporting your body in the best way possible so that we can be doing things like supporting our digestive system, really encouraging that good bacteria for healthy gut Um, and healthy lifestyle, essentially, because it's not hard to do. It's actually not that expensive when you think about all of the different things that you're swapping out that you would normally buying, like that you would normally be buying. Like how much is it for you to go and buy a candle at the shops? And then when you think about, okay, yes, I'm getting a diffuser and I'm getting some different essential oils to go in that. But how long are those essential oils actually going to be lasting when you're using your diffuser? Because Literally, I use mine every single day, every day. I've got it on right now. So I'm using that every single day and the bang for your buck or the amount per spend or per use, sorry, I should say, uh, when you look at the things that you are actually cutting out from your budget, like buying candles, like in the next episode, a lot of different cleaning ingredients, like with the Dr. Bronner's, I was saying you can utilize it in so many different ways. When you start to look at the things that you're not going to be buying anymore, it's actually not that much more expensive. And like I said, for me, my main focus is on my self-care and my skin health and my gut health. So if I know that I'm supporting my body in the best way possible, it's all worth it for me. I would love to know what things you are going to be utilizing or what things you're already doing in this episode. So this has been my daily routines for my natural living lifestyle. And I'm going to be touching next episode on all of my different recipes that you can use for your household type things. So all your cleaning stuff, um, all those different recipes, foot soaks, cold and flu stuff, dog washes, plant sprays, all that kind of stuff. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for hanging with me for a longer episode today. And I will see you next week for our next Low Tox Living episode. And again, thank you so much for over 10,000 downloads now. I love you guys. I could not be doing this without you. If you liked this episode, I would love for you to screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You guys have no idea how much that absolutely makes my day. I get such a big smile on my face. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And I hope that you have gotten something from this episode. If you want to hang out more, you can search the Nourishing Amy podcast community in Facebook and come and join our group. We're talking all things life, love, overwhelm and everything in between. You can share your funny memes, your stories, and all of the life stuff. If you would like to get in contact with me, please don't hesitate to reach out and shoot me a message on Instagram. You can find me at amy underscore Rankin. Last but not least, it really helps to support my podcast when you subscribe and leave a review on whatever app it is that you listen to this podcast on. I am just a little independent podcaster and every subscribe and review helps my podcast to be seen and heard by more people and to help more people get their sparkle back. Thank you again so much for being with me and have a fantastic day.